0: There we go, there we go, that was weird, okay, we should be, I don't guess we were live, but we're live now, I don't know what was going on earlier, but we should be good now.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah, my my, my program that I use updated and it's been, anything think, um, not weird, just different than I'm used to, so it's kind of been throwing me off. So, what do we want to talk about, Dennis?
1: Are you the producer or what? Are you going to be the producer? Be. What are we going to talk about? Yeah, what are we going to talk about tonight? I want to hear from the members of our Grand Lodge of Texas. Tell us about their experience. I mean, you certainly saw mine. I was running around all the time, not stopping anywhere. Just pissing off everybody I could get in contact with. <laughs> but but what about y'all? I mean what how was your experience? I mean, I'm talking about where you ate, where you uh the fellowship that you got to experience, the people you got to see that you never seen in real life, the the uh just all that stuff and and as well as the uh how you felt the actual um session went. I mean, that was a crazy crazy session and one that you will probably never see again in your
2: lifetime
0: one i hope that you never have to see again
2: that's true it it was cool for me because this was my first time going as a full member of the grand so you know i got to vote last year but i was voting for my lodge this is the first time i got to go to vote for myself that was really cool yeah
1: speaking of voting did y'all pay attention to the numbers that were uh that were on the screens when we started session and then uh when it came time to vote did y'all notice the difference
0: you're talking about voting on the resolutions or
1: or when we began session mm-hmm. and then and then when we when it came time to to vote for the elections i apologize yeah i didn't catch that what was the difference? So we had already touched the numbers of 20 years ago. That was the last time we had numbers like that. And that was at 3,019 votes. And that's collectively with the three lodge votes for each lodge. And then the the individual votes with the uh, members added together. It totaled 3,019 votes. Mm. When right before election. You, brother, showed up. Y'all really came for for the task. And we had a little over 3,500 votes available for Grand Lodge that had come in, registered, and were ready. Now, did that happen? No, because a lot of people went to lunch and and, uh, and ended up getting locked out of the, the voting process because when we vote in Texas, you seal the doors. Mm-hmm. The grand master, the uh, the officer in charge, as the grand master, uh, he gavels and says, "Seal the doors." And when they're wow. sealed, they're sealed. And if you go out, you will not get back in until all even to go to, even to go to the bathroom. You are yeah, yeah. right. So that carry, carry yourself a, a a two liter and
0: and be ready for business. That reminded me what you just said, because I was thinking earlier today, and I'll just I'll just say it. There are certain brethren that we all recognize here in Texas. and when they get up and, and talk, or when they get up and make a motion, it's for a reason. there's for a reason for it, right? And so when the motion was made to set the election time, a specific time there was a reason for that a good well thought out reason we kind of dropped the ball on that luckily luckily there were no two serious shenanigans but it, it could have went it could have went bad if too many people had had gone to lunch like they assumed they could have um likewise there's also people that are in texas that every time they get up to make a motion or speak on something you really have to under you really have to question their motives, because there's some brothers and I won't name names, but every time they get up and talk, or or whatever they make a motion, it, it's for they're pushing an agenda and it's not it's not a good agenda, and so just be mindful. I'm not going to name names, but you'll learn them you'll learn them because there was a few there was a few guys that got up and every time they talked, you could it was a, it was a pretty obvious agenda behind it and it was not a good one. So my point is like, it's, it's important to, to get to know our Texas brothers and understand their hearts are where they're coming from because some people are coming from a good place and if they go up there and make a motion, even if you don't really understand why, there's probably a really good reason behind it. And there's other people that, that don't have good hearts and if they make a motion or if they stand up against an opposition or something, you should really question why they're doing that. And, and I say that because even though we're kind of we kind of probably all feel collectively like we're out of the water, don't think that's not they're not going to come back next year. Don't think they're not going to come back with it with a with a vengeance. So just be mindful of that. But I don't want to focus too much on that. I want to focus on bringing this Grand Lodge together, rebuilding our lodges, establishing unity again, fellowship. And enjoying one another's company. Because it it feels like we just came out of a tunnel, right? I want to enjoy the light for a little while.
3: Okay. What do you guys got? So, I I wasn't a full member, right? Uh, This was my first time to come just purely as an observer. And uh, I think somebody put on Facebook something I thought was kind of touching. You know, there was a lot of applause. We we clapped a lot. I do feel like it was a majority was there was a lot of excitement to just be there to see so many brothers. Um, I I don't think it was as disrespectful as some people took it. I I took it as the energy in the room, seeing seeing change and being happy for the change. Uh, but I but I do say on the the day of elections, the the respect of everybody being quiet was touching to me because they they saw that it's already done it's happened and i think that that really showed the unity that you guys were talking about that showed me that the ship had been right um, it gave me faith for the next year just in that moment saying everyone clapping together anytime somebody wins or loses somebody's upset of course but seeing lodge come together and the next day seeing that energy of unity and excitement, I felt it. And I can't wait to go back next year and be a part of that again, just as an observer. That was very touching to mm-hmm.
4: me. Absolutely. I, I have to agree with the brother there. It's the same way for me. It's the first time I was there, just as an observer. I'm kind of walking around, just taking everything in and you know the, the applauding and, and the, I'll go as far as the respect Period. I know there was a lot of uh, things said that, you know, people are going to get disrespectful and do this and do that and get rowdy. And and none of that happened at all. Everyone was respectful while we were in session. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I thought that was that speaks volumes of our membership as, you know, agree to disagree at some point. But at the same time, we still have respect for one another.
0: I Agreed. I think uh, something that really helped Saturday was the announcement about the Chargers in the morning. I think once once that was mentioned, um, it, it was pointed out Friday, like in the morning. Like I don't remember who I was talking to, but they were like, "I've been to a lot of Grand Lodges, and there's a lot of tension. You can feel it. A lot of tension in the air, and it's true. There was a lot of tension. And I think once the announcement was made Saturday morning, a lot of that tension." kind of vanished um we did a good job though we stayed on our toes we didn't give up an inch but um i think and it, it was noticeable on both sides i think i, I noticed it with uh, some some members um up front too it seemed like they were a lot less tense than they were the day previously so it was it was very good so what was everybody's favorite part of the whole weekend
5: what I liked was uh, for it being my first time there and being a member of the inner circle, I liked the reaction of our past masters from, especially from my area that were not in the know and their reactions of what's going on or what happened was priceless. Cause like, like we've said before, we feel that we're alone in an Island and for them to have that reaction pretty much just uh, clarifies that we are alone in an island
1: mm-hmm. in my neck of the woods. Yeah, Yeah. so I'm assuming that they were upset with what, what had happened? Pretty much. They were shocked and awed. Yeah, I was told somebody from my district was very upset with what happened.
0: Yeah, I'm but, sure there's some people from all the districts that are.
1: But, you know, the reality is, is that even though they're upset, we're now in a better position than ever to, um, to work together and to, you know, figure out what our culture can and should be in our lodges ourselves mm-hmm. and not have other people dictate everything that we do. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest takeaway that we need to we need to realize, and we need to remind um, our brothers that are upset with the situation that it wasn't a matter of, of who was right and who was wrong, or or who who uh, really stuck it to them and who didn't, but it was a matter of of making sure that it was a fair proceeding for everybody, and that the actual craft had their voice given back to them because for so long and this wasn't just this grand lodge it wasn't just this past grand this junior past grand's fault yeah this has been building up for over 40 years and and i've got some of that proof myself that this has been going on for that long yeah minimally that long but you know now we're in a situation to where man after lodge let's just kick back and have a beer Let's uh let's enjoy each other's company. Let's talk Freemasonry in our lodge openly because we can in our lodge, instead of going to a restaurant or a club, and not being able to talk freely because, um, because people are around us. And yeah. it's not that that alcohol would, you know, makes that conversation. It doesn't. But if we can sit back and and do that in the Privacy of, of uh, of our dining room or whatever. After lodge, then that mm-hmm. adds another aspect to the experience that we didn't have before. Mm-hmm. You know, before we did have to go elsewhere, and, and a lot of times we weren't able to to discuss the the uh, the the mysteries of the craft yeah. because because of those those obstacles. But now. We can hang out and talk about the mysteries and still socialize and and uh, and be safe with our Mason.
0: Austin, I see your hands up, and then I saw Israel's go up. So uh, Austin, you got something?
2: There, there were several things. One was I loved how everybody who presented arguments were thoughtful, prepared, and thorough. Mm-hmm. They just didn't go up there and go off half-brained. Like, it was very well prepared.
0: Oh, well, There was a few that seemed like they were, but most of them, I agree. Well,
2: yeah. They, they were ready for anything that could have been tried to have happen. And I, I'm really appreciative of the efforts that were put in to really, really prove what needed to happen.
1: I don't know that the ones that you're talking about, Justin, were really half-brained, but I, but they, they, um, they were just a, a, a. Once they realized the mood of the room, they should have just gone ahead and stopped. Yeah, I mean, because there was no.
0: There was a few point, where they were just
1: wasting everybody's time.
0: There was a few when they came up and talked, and was like, "What were they even trying to say?" But only and, like one or two
4: of them, like the order like, of the temple
0: no well, well i mean I, i'm not ta- I'm not pointing anything specific but there was some things that was kind of like what were you where were you trying to really get with this
2: and the other the other part I liked that even though there there was contention going in on a lot of things and a big chunk of the Grand West was split a little bit, you could still see unity in some areas mm-hmm because if you look at some of the resolutions that passed and failed, there was a lot of unity.
0: There was.
1: Well, and and I'd like to make that you're absolutely right, Austin. And I'd like to make this point and bring it to everybody's attention that we need to stop talking about uh, ageism, mm-hmm. stop talking about the the uh, boomers and and Gen X and millennials and you know Gen Z, whatever, because. When when Chris, Brad, and I sat down at the very beginning, somebody pointed out to me, they said, Look look at the crowd here. Look at how much white hair there is. And and it was almost deflating when we
4: first looked at
1: it, right? That was when we first went in. But then when that first report got overwhelmingly and you know which one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could definitely tell this was a united craft coming to take care of business. Yeah, that was that was just magnificently beautiful. It there's just nothing else mm. to describe it. And when when we uh, got up at the beginning to to say the Pledge of Allegiance and all that kind of stuff, just looking at all the white aprons in that building, it was one of the most beautiful sites I've ever seen in Freemason mm-hmm. and I wish that we saw that every year but that happened and we got to witness that we got to be a part of that and history. that was magnificent absolutely it
2: was beautiful there, there were different there were different roads to the same solution
1: yeah
2: which is what you it's ideal you don't want everybody on the same road if everybody agrees it's boring and right. you don't you don't have much discussion. Israel. and i'm sorry oh, i was gonna call
3: it israel sorry
2: yeah we, he had he's, been, he's been he's been patient
3: no 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 uh, honestly exactly what dennis just said you he, he stole you he stole my thunder there like when i sat there and heard that the average age was 66.7 years or whatever and then you see those votes come in and it's not 50 50 and it's not 75 25 yeah there were some there were some very close ones of course, but when you see it come in and you see something like, okay, drinking and large, when you see that get a two to one vote, that's not ages. Mm-hmm. That's not old versus young. That's not boomer versus new generation or whatever you want to call it. I feel like that really pulled the uh, the wool off of my eyes. I have been told that I'm a new brother and I need to, do- and then you go there and you see the overwhelming support for things that I've, that I've lived in. Um, I Proposition one, for example. No, I don't okay. think you should be a mason in a day. That that was just my feeling. I was told that that's because I'm a new mason. And then I go when I see the overwhelming support from an average age of 66.7, and I go, "Wow, um, there's a lot more unity here between these age groups than we were led to believe." Or maybe mm-hmm. maybe I just assumed it. I, I don't know. But exactly your point, perfectly stated that was a, a big change for me to actually to witness and see.
2: Can, can we park on this ageism thing for a minute and talk about why that argument is completely moot because if you look at because I you know I coach a lot of guys through the work and I'm around a bunch of younger guys. They love the old school tradition stuff mm-hmm. and I'm I've been in less than 10 I love the old school tradition stuff. That that resolution one when uh, I think it was the proposer was up there talking about something I don't know I completely tuned out because it was drunk. the the, the Mason over tradition oh the, yeah the, and
1: the man over
2: tradition yeah that
1: was a bad
2: strategy that was yes <laughs> traditions the traditions are what bring the men yes. And he was talking about something that happened at his lodge. And I was, you know, I was standing up there ready to talk. And I think the uh, they saw the, the ratio of how it was going to go. So they said, no, this is going to be the last guy.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And all of us, as soon as he started talking about, well, this happened in my lodge, we all looked at each other and went, that's your problem. Like, you need to look at your lodge and figure out what you're doing wrong.
0: It was an emotional yeah. appeal. The same thing with the, yeah. the speaker about the uh, golden trial apron. It was it was an emotional appeal based off an isolated incident, and they wanted to do a yeah. resolution based off it. And that's not if you have an emotional appeal based off an isolated incident, that's not worth bringing it as a resolution to Grand Lodge. I'm sorry.
2: No, handle it local in house. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Josh, <laughs> I see your hands
2: up. Yeah, just I was gonna
4: on about resolution one, um, if you think about what God said during the whole process of talking about it, there was one gentleman, I can't remember who it was. Uh, he said, we need more Masons, not more members, right? Mm-hmm. And, and at the end, the guy who was making the argument for the resolution came back in and said, we need more members. It's like, well, that's, right. that's not what we need. We need more good men to become Masons to grow our lodge and grow the fraternity, not... Just dues paying members, I believe, is exactly what he said, uh, and that's kind of where I went. Yeah, no, that's not going to
3: cut it. I really quality over asked, quantity.
2: Yeah, I really wanted to ask that guy what his lodge's dues were a year. That's a good, that's a good question, and and I'm willing to bet the answer is anywhere between fifty and one hundred and fifty dollars, mm. and the endowment's probably five hundred. Yeah, because they're not offering anything, uh, you yeah. know. I could be completely wrong, but based on what I heard and the way the resolution was, there's nothing being offered anybody down there, wherever, wherever, wherever it was from. Yeah, over there. Yeah. What's yeah, the Masonic
3: yeah. version of a puppy mill? Is there like an sonic, yeah. a Masonic <laughs> impression for that? Because you know, I, I've heard that when people flip flop, they're like, "Oh, let's make the, uh, the EA degree the most expensive because if that way, if they don't come back, we still get them." And I'm going. If your EA degree doesn't capture them, hold them. What? Why, why, why the do point? I have to? You know, that it's like that should be the cheap one that gets the person in the door. They should see the value in that. And if they don't, I can't help you from there. But well, I don't necessarily. Yeah, they don't they come for that. They,
1: they come for that experience, yeah. and and I say that you can spend as much as you want uh, or charge as much as you want. You just got to make sure that they're getting the experience that that they were anticipating especially if you're building it up um you don't want to sell it short and that's also where i think it's good to have you know things like incense burning and and stuff like that to heighten the senses as they're doing this you know the more senses you involve in in learning the uh the more it sticks Mm -hmm. and that's fact yeah that's uh that's inner that's uh intersensory learning or something like it, multi sensory learning. And,
2: and go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I can I can stop at that. I can stop um, at that. On top of an outstanding initiatory experience, you need that fellowship piece too. That have, that's that's key. Because if the guys aren't having a good time with each other, they're not gonna come back anyway. So you do crazy things like drag your fellow craft to the backyard party.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to say also that i think one of the another good thing that has kind of been addressed but i think it's been glossed over in light of a lot of the things that went on some of these resolutions really open up the opportunities to be more unique for lodges um for example resolution nine now it's at the lodge's discretion if you want your lodge to be able to have something after the meeting or something or if you want to say hey saturday night we come to the lodge and we we play dominoes or something and have a beer or something that's an option now for the lodge if you have a lodge that says hey we really want to be heavily involved with the boy scouts or or you i mean you have other things that you could do now but it opened those doors now so that lodges can can have more use of the building than just a few times a month and and more things that the brothers can do together granted you could always go out to the to the pub or something but like dennis pointed out It's also nice just to be able to sit with your brother (coughs) in a place where you don't have to worry about, hey, talking about the last degree and worrying about saying too much or something like that. So um, I think a lot of good has come from these things that we kind of glossed over in light of the elections and and Resolution 10 and everything, but I'm very excited to see how we as brothers within the parameters of the law and the Grand Lodge law are able to to really explore these opportunities that are now open for us. Go ahead, Oscar. So with, with
5: resolution nine and, and all those freedoms now, um, my question is the lodge local lodge still has to vote and amend their rules or regulations before anything can happen. Is yes. that correct? Yeah.
2: Yes. yes. It's a change of your standing rules. Yep. Okay. And, so and you can't and... just like today go out and be, hang
5: out at, at your lodge and, everything has to go through rules and regulations first.
1: Cor- uh. Correct. The good thing about that is that the with the rules and regulations, then changing that, it takes effect pretty much immediately within mm-hmm. your lodge. In in doing, if it were, they had originally put it as, um, as the actual bylaws, changing the bylaws, and the bylaws have to go to Grand Lodge and get approval, whereas the rules and regulations don't. You still have to submit them to Grand Lodge, but it's not an approval process. It's just a keeping them informed process. Mm. That way they can they can file it like it's supposed to be.
2: Unless they see something that just blatantly <laughs> disregards the Constitution and laws. And I'm glad you brought that up, Oscar, because it's another thing to know. If, when you start bringing this up in your lodges it's the will of the lodge that decides this one, not an edict or decree from the presiding officer. Yeah. It has right. to be voted on. It's a vote.
0: But what else is good about this is too few lodges have rules and regulations. Um, they're just non-existent or they haven't looked at them in a very long time. So this is also really going to encourage lodges to, Hey, we really need to dust these off and reevaluate them or we yep. really need to come together and create some rules and regulations. Wow, which are just smart to have anyway. Yeah, that should
3: Is happen there like once a, a year. Twenty three version of the rules and regulations.
2: Yeah. Uh, no, you can do it any way you want. Okay. You can you can set them up any way you want. They're just they're just an addendum to your bylaws. And Corey Harris, when he was up talking, brought up a very interesting point, and him and I had a side conversation about it. the The bylaws are what we have to have and the rules and regulations are the how. And he's like, they're the how to getting these things done. And you need to make those reflect correctly. And like Justin was saying, a lot of them probably don't have standing rules or the last time they looked at them was probably when we passed the, the resolution about carrying in the lodge room.
1: Yeah. Yeah, everybody changed them then, didn't they?
2: Yeah, one but way. Yeah, that
1: should be that should be something that you revisit every year, along with your dues. And uh, when you do your when you do your audit report, um, when you first become a the new master of a lodge, those are some of the first things that you address. Is you assign a committee for um, for uh, rules and regulations. You assign a committee for um, audit. An audit committee, and then uh, and then you assign a, a committee oh, for uh, sorry dues and endowments. Actually, the endowments go before the uh, the first meeting. The endowments go uh, right election. before the end of the year. Yeah, right before the election. But the dues that should be one of the things you set up a committee for immediately when you become a, a master. That way, they can look at last year's. Um, money coming in and going out and, and see where it needs to adjust and then take it from there if we did that every year um, then if we had to increase our dues by $5 or $10 to, to bridge that gap it wouldn't be as big of a deal as going from $50 to $250 because we hadn't done it in 20 years so I mean th- th- that's just kind of best in practice ideas that lodges ought to do um, not saying that you have to but man it, it sure would uh, make your life as a master and, and an up, upcoming master a lot easier if you just kind of had that in place and and uh, and did that kind of stuff
2: i I can speak to that because that was my first committee I appointed when I had my first meeting as master was my audit committee and I put my senior warden, my junior warden and a trust another trusted master mason on that committee. Because the senior and junior wardens should be the ones knowing exactly what kind of finances they could be looking at going into their years should they move right. on and get elected. Right. Because yours should already be chosen.
1: You yep. should have already done your budget for your year, and it'll it'll be based off of last
2: year's numbers.
1: And then and and then it and then it continues.
2: And but yeah, that's that's best in practice. And I, I had a new treasurer who had to fix the fix the books for us. They were, they were a little off, not because of malfeasance, just because of circumstances. And
3: was it wasn't full of improprieties? No, no, it wasn't.
2: <laughs> the, the The previous treasurer had a bunch of significant life events all happen within four or five months of each other. So, you know, mistakes happen not because of malfeasance, but just because of life and i think okay go ahead i'm sorry i gave my treasurer a directive that he will have our bank account books there every month sitting on his desk and anybody at any time can look at those numbers whatever you want to see go and look that was for our for our bank statements, for our investment reports. <laughs> Form 71 is going back five years. Like We had it all right there for God and everybody to see. I'm talking, I'm talking. Because that's, that's our money at the end of the day. And with the new year starting at the Grand Lodge level, I'm getting the sense that everything's going to be out in the open, laid bare for everybody to see. As long as it yep. doesn't violate somebody's privacy. But but if you're coming through the line, getting ready to be master of a lodge, you have to be transparent with all you do, is what I was getting at. Be open. Yep. Now, talking about Grand Lodge
1: again, um, what are some other takeaways that that y'all got from Grand Lodge that, that you really enjoyed or um, – we're dumbfounded by or something like it. Go yeah. ahead, Jason. First, you got to turn on your mic. Yeah, can't. All right, off. all right. be so old. <laughs> <laughs> all
6: right. Go so I probably, I've got a little bit of uh, different experience, mainly because I w- <laughs> wasn't there. So, um, um. But uh, I was keeping up with everything um, through the whole weekend. I had somebody texting me constantly. I was on on another Facebook message group that was constantly updating and and then I was watching the freemason Texas Freemasons page and all, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I kind of knew blow by blow what was happening. So a couple of things for me. Um, one, uh, just it, looking forward, um, to me. It, it kind of put in my mind that to keep kind of doing what myself and several of us have been doing, which is to um, really get involved with these smaller groups of freemasons talking about Freemasonry, getting together, encouraging discussion um, I, i'm I'm getting less and less um, was a good patient with um just sitting in a lodge meeting even if it even if there is a presentation because it's like you can tell that 90 percent of everyone yeah they're listening and they're nodding politely but they're not really engaged and I'm and I'm finding a lot more value in those groups um and I now belong to what we belong to like four or five now right Dennis something like that that get you together. We belong yep. to like four or five of these groups now that get together and talk with each other. So, yeah, we have a presentation, but then it's the, it's always the more important is the discussion afterward. So, yes, I'm bringing that to to um, I'm president of, of the my high 12 club now. So we're going to be doing that. I'm bringing I'm coming in as Worshipful master of Victory Lodge, and um, I've got a plan to do some of that. Um, at Victory Lodge and stuff like that. So that to me is, you know, talking about unity and moving forward, that to me is part of it. However, um, in saying that, the big thing that I got out of watching what happened from a distance was um, really encouraging those that do go and those that are coming up to really start Getting into the law book and finding out exactly how parliamentary procedures, how Grand Lodge actually works when it comes to uh, making motions and resolutions. And because I can tell you, you know, most of the for me, it, it, if I hadn't kind of been informed ahead of time on on that, yeah, Robert's rule order, yep. That's, I mean that's, that's one a good time, a guide, but, but
4: the, right yeah, the,
6: but you know, what I'm saying is specifically how yeah. analog of oh. Texas does theirs and um because I can tell you you know had I not had any prior knowledge um you know somebody gets up there and makes a motion and you go uh, yeah I, I guess it sounds I guess that sounds okay and then some other guy gets up there and says what awful thing that was that he just proposed and you're like well, yeah, I guess that makes sense too. And then the next guy comes up and says the opposite thing, and you're like, "Well, yeah, that makes sense too." Like, you you'd be most guys would be completely lost unless that you are are versed in it at least enough to you know to make a an informed decision. And I think uh, one of the things, and I talked with somebody earlier today that that's one of the things as it comes towards Grand Lodge that I'm going to try and get somebody to come in. Um, to an evening at Victory Lodge to really go over the ins and outs on how exactly things work at at Grand Lodge and what is happening and what, what the law says. That was the big thing for me is a lot of stuff came out about how things were done behind the scenes, out of the eyes of everybody. But when you actually get up there and you're following the law, there's no defense like the the reason why quote our side whatever was was successful is because they looked at what the law says you can and cannot do and when you follow that you you there's no there's no there's no defense to that Mm -hmm. You, you you have to follow what what it says and that to me so that to me was a big Big takeaway: Seeing it from a distance, like you know, what I really need to figure out how exactly what is happening there, so that when I go and I have to vote on behalf of my lodge, that I'm not sitting there lost, going, "I right, well, yeah, all everything sounds great," or "No, it all sounds terrible. I don't know." Like, anyway. well, you know,
1: it's funny that you mentioned that because I um, I was talking to a, a brother that he's he's been a Mason now for forty years. And uh, he said in his 40 years of masonry, he's never seen anything like that before in his life. That that was a very first in in his Freemasonry, and he's gone to Grand Lodge almost every year that he's been a Mason. And then he said the reason why why we were were successful, whereas others had failed, is because most brothers go up there knowing what they want to say, but they don't know the actual article that they have to that they need to present to back up what they want to say mm-hmm. and 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 you're absolutely that's it. It all boils down to it and i I told him I said, you know it it wasn't just me or him or whoever did what and I said, you know, I think that more brothers would be willing to do that because there's really no of course there can be retaliation don't get me wrong i mean it it is a risk when you step up like that but that limits that risk when when you go up there and you're just matter of fact this is what it is and we need to do it this way then then they can't refuse it they can't they can't tell you no because it's within the law And I think that you're absolutely right that if more brothers knew the law a little bit better, then we would be able to Hold people accountable for those kind of actions that that we know aren't right We just don't know the law to to match the two together to say it's not okay
0: Yeah
1: I agree Because we have Just like with society We We have too many brothers that are looking for the exact letter of the law. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. They're just looking for the exact letter of the law to to decide if it's right or wrong. And we as Masons, we should not be doing that. It should always be the intent. It should be the intent of the brother. We should be able to recognize that and, and, and move based off of that, but we don't. We have too many that are that are too busy manipulating the law just for that. purpose.
6: Yeah. And you and you think about the, you know, Texas Mason Masonry tradition of, uh, you know, a lot of the Masonic lodges were the ones that started uh, public schools. And the reason was, is because an educated populace is the best defense against tyranny. And so, you know, once there was everything was kind of brought out into the light and everybody is kind of, you know, knowledgeable on what is happening and stuff like that, then you can't, you know, manipulate them because they, you know, they're educated. They know what's going on. So that to me is, is a big takeaway for me and not to toot my own horn, but now I'm district education officer for my district and. That will be one of the focuses for this year is to educate not only my lodge and Guadalupe Lodge, but also the district so that next year, those that are going to go are educated and, and know what's happening. And, and you know, whether they agree or disagree is, is irrelevant. It's the fact that they know what is happening and how decisions are made. Yeah, I agree. That's great.
0: Israel, if you're talking, you're you're muted.
1: But that hat says everything. <laughs>
0: yeah, that hat says everything. Here, um,
3: unmute him. There you go. I just clicked it. There we go. There now you can go. hear me. Yeah, you're good. Sorry. No, I was saying even even for myself. You know, I served as secretary of my lodge, and I thought that I had you know kind of a grasp on how things went, and uh, you know. There is always an opportunity learning how things go on behind the scenes like learning how things go on i had no idea until going to grand lodge that uh once we're all together the grand west is the power of the grand lodge that to me was an eye-opening experience of this again not as a member not a member of the grand west but just to see how how much things had changed That gives me the encouragement to go back to my lodge, to go back to my district, to begin that education to the next brothers. Uh, There are lots of new uh, master masons within a couple of the lodges that I'm a member of, and I can't wait to share that with them. Like, hey, you you should go down, you need to watch. Mm -hmm. I was told, oh, you don't need to go to Grand Lodge because you can't vote. But the answer is, is when you go to Grand Lodge, you learn. You learn so much more about the, the people you learn so much more about the law book, how the laws can be used for good or for evil, um, how they can be misused, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it it invests you so much more in the goings on. And uh, just as the, the last brother put, <clears throat> being able to go back to my district and take that as an education. I, I'm not an education officer, but I want to mentor that to the next line of brothers. Like, hey, you need to come need <laughs> to see this. That was really that was really good.
0: To piggyback off that, I think one of the biggest takeaways that regardless if you if you don't know the law, you, you don't have the law mastered or, or anything like that. The biggest takeaway is don't give an inch. Don't let up. Do not sacrifice your Freemasonry for the comfort of others, if that makes sense. Because, and I'm not saying be, be obstinate. Don't be obnoxious about it. But when you know what you want out of your Freemasonry, don't give an inch. Because if, if, your, if your version of Freemasonry threatens somebody, if, if they feel threatened by it, there's a reason for that. Now, if there is a, if there is a lodge, say like you, if you want lots of education and there's a lodge in your district that provides that, by all means, the smartest thing to do is to probably go for that, right? But if you're in just like isolated on an island and nothing around you but fish fries, and you want education, do not give an inch. That means you may have to volunteer it, right? You may be the one giving the education. You may be the one looking for speakers, but don't give an inch and don't sacrifice a a minute of an educational presentation for, for something mundane. Right? You have to fight for what you want in your Freemasonry. And you should not be willing to sacrifice because you were promised something when you turn to that petition. Right? Don't fall for the bait and switch. They 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 sold you something with a with a label on it and and you have every right to, to request everything that you were promised and then some.
3: That's a good point. Uh, I, I forget which brother it was that brought it up at dinner. So please, if you remember his name, I wanna make sure he gets the props for this. Uh, the, the author who said that uh, you know he wanted to see the education within his lodge and he went up to the secretary and he said, just give me five minutes. Mm-hmm. Just give me five minutes. It doesn't have to be every lodge, maybe every other lodge, maybe once a month, once a year, whatever. And he, he took it upon himself. And it made me think of a quote, I'm terrible with remembering it, but uh, the quote was, we are the leaders we are waiting for. Stop waiting on the leaders. You are the leaders that you were waiting for. And uh, that really resonated with me with him because uh, you know what? I, I realized that what I'm not getting out of the lodge doesn't mean that it's somebody else's failing. That's mine. I can go to lodge and I can sit there and say, well, I didn't get education, but the answer is I didn't bring it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that really resonated with me. And I want to try to do that for myself, but also like you, like you just said, you know, I'm not threatening somebody else's Freemasonry. I'm bringing my Freemasonry to them. Yeah, and that's how I want to look at it this year. I am invigorated for 2024. I went into this year feeling down masonically. Justin, you know that we've talked about this numerous times. Mm -hmm. And after what we just experienced this weekend, um, I've got five more years in me now. Like I mean, that I just feel that much more recharged to get back into my lodge, any lodge, every lodge. And uh, to bring that energy that I feel that came with me from all of the brothers that we were together with in Waco. Mm-hmm.
0: I'll,
3: I'll be I'll be
0: completely transparent. Um, I wasn't really feeling it last year, and I know as as what some people might consider a leader, like that's not probably what you want to hear. But I'm also very honest with people. Um, I wasn't really feeling it, and I didn't realize how much I wasn't feeling it until. Saturday after the elections and all of a sudden I'm excited. I'm ready to go. All the resolutions were passed, all the elections were done. It's like, man, I'm ready to go hit those lodges. It's like, dang, I did not feel like that the entire twenty twenty like yeah, all of twenty twenty three. And so it does make a big difference. And being and that's that's that was part of the reason I wanted you and everybody else to come, like that's why we had the dinner for it. that's why I was really excited about the Grand Lodge, because I, I know that if you're in company of, of good Excited masons. Then that also—it's the same principle as going to officer leadership training, right? Because you come back excited because you're you're in a room of like-minded masons. Um, even at Grand Lodge, even even if things don't always go exactly like you want, you're still going to be surrounded with like-minded masons. You're gonna you're gonna associate with people that you don't you don't actually get to sit down with and visit with. But maybe a few times a, a year and so that's why it's so important that's why i was telling people even if you're just a i say just but even if you're a master mason and you don't have the ability to to vote yet it's still worth your time and i say i'll say that for every year even if you don't have a vote go it's your grand lodge decisions are being made that affect you that will affect your entire masonic year and possibly years to come even if you don't have a vote, your grand lodge, your worship master should be there. Your, your proxy will be there. And these are people you can talk to and say, look, I really don't feel good about this because the proxy is supposed to vote the will of the lodge. And so you need to have these conversations. You need to be there every year. There is no reason that 2025, when we go to Grand Lodge, it should not be as packed as it was this year because important issues are still getting brought up. And you still should be there to represent your lodge, even if you don't have a vote.
1: what what I uh, would like to brag on for my lodges is that none of the lodges I belong to utilized a proxy. In fact, Goliad had all three of our top officers in just waiting waiting in the ready, just in case something happened to one. Then, the other was there, but you know, and and that's something else that is pretty freaking awesome about about our our officers. And just so that y'all know, Josh Kovat there, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's actually Kovar. Josh Kovar I it was. I, I didn't say anything, but it was Kovar.
0: <laughs>
4: I don't know how that happened. Sorry, guys.
1: <laughs> that's that's the redneck in him just squeezing out, even though he doesn't want it. Oh, okay. But, but. You know, the one of the coolest things that that I've seen in in my lodge was this these three brothers this year. And and granted, our lodge is a lot bigger than just three brothers, right? But these brothers came to Grand Lodge together. They brought their significant others together. And you notice I didn't say wives. Not just kidding. But they brought, their, they brought their wives together and they, they got an Airbnb, they hung out, they, they did all the, the things that, that Freemasonry had to offer in Waco together. Mm-hmm. Talk about bonding, talk about secession leadership to where our brothers in Goliath are on the same page. So when, when it comes to the next year, it's not just a bunch of, of this is only going to happen one year this is going to be happening for several years and with that kind of an attitude in, in knowing the expectations of the lodge you know they're setting a precedent for all the future grand or all the future junior wardens coming in to know that that's just part of it that's what we do that's how goliad works we get there we show up we get the job done and we do a lot of badass fellowship in the process i am so proud of my lodge, I really am. I'm I'm so proud of you guys, Josh. I really am, and you know that's that's not speaking of a from a place you know of you know lifting my nose at you guys like I'm better than thou. That's a coming from a place of humility, and I'm grateful that y'all have really took on to the education that 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 you sought out and are utilizing it and implementing it unlike a lot of people that'll just go to a to a meeting to check a box and and then walk away with nothing man these brothers got it going on they really do dennis you you made me think
0: of something as you were talking and i it's a year away but i just want to get it out
1: now so it's because
0: i'll forget if i don't bring it up i think maybe next year we should maybe think about organizing or having our wives organize something for the inner circle wives that they can just, oh please do that they can please do because I won't I won't go into why but I talked to some brothers that brought their wives
1: and uh, I'll let was, you I'll tell you what I'll let you tell your wife that she's gonna organize something for everybody okay I'll tell I mean yeah but
0: uh, I just want to get that out there now while it's on my brain
1: no I think of that often and that's one of the reasons why we get this hotel with the indoor pool I always tell everybody that brings their wives and their kids that this is where we are. And when Lavinia is here, everybody can come over and go swimming at this indoor pool. I don't care if they try to throw us out or not.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, a bigger a bigger thing, a bigger event, something for them to do while we're, you know, make a, I don't know, make a, a reservation for the Magnolia place or whatever Mm. so that they can go enjoy that while, while we're doing our thing. Yeah.
3: Oh, I was going to say we lock him in that escape room. That's right around the corner and just see which wives make it out. That would be far (laughs) more interesting. (laughs) Oh, Uh, I I do
0: want to say, and I, I know I won't go into details about the dinner because that's just kind of a, a privilege of being inner circle. Right. But that dinner was so needed. Not, not, just, just spiritually, from a Masonic perspective, it was so needed to actually be able to sit and just relax and and, and spend quality time with with my close brothers, my, my my inner circle brothers that that we see we meet at least once a week usually. But it was sitting down in person; it was a totally different experience. And I look forward to doing something again soon with you guys. That was fantastic.
4: Yeah, I just
1: want to say thank you for that because that was a great experience
3: I'm glad you enjoyed it that was the first time in three years that I truly felt like I was the member of a fraternity mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how else to put that that is not a knock on my lodges at all I, I am grateful and humbled to be a member of those lodges but the fraternity goes deeper than that and to, to go uh, kind of touching on your point Well, Dennis, you probably remember the the numbers At the the highest, we had 570 something lodges represented 540, something like that lodges represented at Grand Lodge, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're the one person at your lodge, and you're, you go to Grand Lodge, there's 573 others, you know, it only takes one, but when you come together like that, and that's what I felt like at that dinner, was that uh, I was in a room of the ones uh, not ones as in something better or special. There's not, Oh, I mean, I'm special, but not in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just really made me feel like being a part of something. And I can tell you, I'm looking forward to that. Please, please don't make me have to wait a year. Okay. Let's do something sooner than that. We need like a, we need like a quarterly retreat because so I, I can't is, wait another year for that. So
1: what can I call the next cocktail bar that we put in our room? Is it, is it, is it, I mean, we've lost resolution. we won resolution nine? How do I? I guess nine in memoriam or what? I mean, or nine in in celebration. I don't know. The nines. We'll just call it that or
3: something. <laughs> I, I will happily yeah, yeah. brew whatever you want to donate to the uh, to the room. So you just let me know. So <laughs> nice, nice.
0: we're gonna we're gonna be talking. So you brought up something, Israel, and for everybody in the inner circle, we're gonna be planning a retreat sometime probably right over the summer. Uh, for those that don't know or recognize Israel, he is the uh, make mead guy off TikTok, and he will be providing um,
3: libations. libations
0: for the retreat. Not the only libations, but he'll be providing libations for the retreat. Uh, I have tried them before, and they are good. So um, just saying, it's gonna, there's going to be some mead at this thing. So just just before to that I also do beer. Oh, and beer.
1: I just thought I just thought of a good uh good t-shirt. You be you, I'll be me.
3: <laughs> oh, I might have to I might have to steal that. I'm not, you can, that's not you can bad. do that. You got it. But uh
1: yeah, they'll, they'll they'll be scotch for for me and and anybody that likes to sip scotch all night. That's that's me. Yes. But but yeah, I mean that's awesome and and I'm excited. I, uh, I love the events that we have when 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 we left this weekend I can't tell you how many texts and, and messages and calls and all the things I got but you know the, the, the ones that touched me the most were a few brothers that, that were invited to the dinner that have never experienced anything like that in their Freemasonry and we're talking about brothers that that have been in for almost twenty years. These are some of these brothers were DDGMs back in twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's how long they've been around and, and they've never they've never experienced Freemasonry like that. In fact, John Nagy loved it so much that he asked me on Sunday or Saturday before we left, he said, Man, am I gonna get another invitation to that? Because I want to come back to Texas for that. He said, that's mason bro i love john so much dude he is such a good guy Jeez, everybody loved the fact that he was there and and really there i didn't go to the pop-up shop one time that i didn't see four masons hovering around him looking like Mm Goofies, all excited that he was there and talking (laughs) shop it was it was really cool it really was no wonder he was
0: well john was just casually imparting wisdom like he was just like like you go up, you That's buy a giant. book, you get a life lesson at the same time, and it, I mean, it was good stuff. Like every time I would come by, he's talking to people, like he like genuinely connecting with people. Like he is, he's the real deal. And he said, "Yeah, come I made back sure to show? get his
4: entire set, and I got him to sign the first first book he ever wrote."
0: Did you nice. see his handwriting, by the way?
4: Did you look at his... <laughs> yeah, oh, very professional.
0: Oh man, it's like calligraphy. It's like genuinely, it's it's calligraphy. It's it's pretty awesome uh what do you got jason
3: i saw the person on facebook that posted the uh, uh it's not my fault i was left alone with my credit card that they bought like every single book that he had <laughs> yeah. I, I saw that and i thought oh my goodness if dinner yeah. wouldn't have been so good i probably would have bought more books but yeah. i wasn't quite right that
1: bad. <laughs> right right yeah i ended up getting a full set too it was i'm glad that that i was there go ahead jason sorry
6: yeah. I, what I was kind of, I obviously, uh, I, I, enjoyed the, uh, I enjoyed the dinner, but I can tell you at least on my end and, and, you know, maybe Dennis can back me up on this. Uh, but for at least for us, that kind of experience isn't unique for what we've right. been doing for the last two or three years in our, in our group. So I, what I would encourage is, uh, and I am, So I took it upon myself um, because a lot of this we got with Manly P. Hall, AMD Council. And um, I basically stole their idea and brought it to brought it to Seguin. But the point is, is that that kind of experience um, is, you know, is really what has, at least for me, brought uh, Freemasonry together for me. And so if you're not getting that, um, I would encourage you, um, you don't necessarily have to try and go run out and join AMD or something else, but, um, yeah,
1: cause not all of them do that, <laughs> right?
6: No, they don't. Um, some of them are, are really just there to give each other honors and, and stuff like that. So, yes. <laughs> uh, but if I would encourage you to start your own. Uh, whether it's a a club or or a book club or study group or or something like that and I can tell you um, if you need help with that on any direction on that you got Dennis you got me we know other people who have done this and so if you need that kind of help and you want to start that kind of group it really is just basically like get together have a topic and, and let's talk about it. And, and that's, it is really that simple and, and it, but it's, it's simple, but it's powerful and it really has, um, like I said, uh, Dennis and I, yeah, yeah right? we, we, we do this stuff nearly on a monthly basis and, um, we, we get, we get enough out of it that, um, you know, we, we try and spread it as much as much as we can.
1: Love go that.
5: ahead, Oscar. For me, it was. I'll uh, take you
1: back on that after. Go ahead.
5: For 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 me, basically, it was a continuation of the Masonic Improvement Summit. You know, because that was a great event. This was just, I haven't seen you since then, so continue from there. You know, it 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 was awesome, and now the guys from my area, now we have plans to go on to next year's. Grant communication too. We already have nice. that in the books, nice.
1: you know? Go ahead, Daniel. I'll wait until after you go before I give my, my other two cents on the, on the dinner. Sorry, I can't figure out the mute button here on my phone.
2: No, it was great. I, I'm sad I missed the dinner, but definitely fabulous to go to Grant communication. I know my wife is, is really happy to be able to travel because of masonry with me you know i mean she, she's super happy about that but it's great to you know get out with my lodge brothers i was encouraged to go this is my first year as a master mason first time to be able to nice. go to grand lodge and i'm like you need to come to this because mm-hmm. if nothing else you're going to get to know other people and i'm not a very outgoing person in that sense you know so it's hard to do that outside of you know that little small circle but even like running into into justin at, at one of the bars like him saying hi it's like yes that's awesome seeing a couple of the other guys saying hi to them. Great to do it. Just so wonderful to get that and get that encouragement to say, I am excited. I do want to keep going. You know, this should be the first of many years going to Grand Lodge and other things.
1: Awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've told y'all many times online that, you know, my girls are, they're hotel girls. You know, they love the hotel experience. They don't mind. We travel, um, if not every weekend almost every other weekend to a different city doing something and uh and they just they just absolutely love it my daughter has been going to grand lodge ever since she was in a carrier the first year that we went to grand lodge um, the first time i took the girls she was in her little carrier thing that we that she double as a as a car seat she was that small she was baby and so she was like six months old or something like that. And uh, she was so young, we had to put her on the table while we ate because she was that little. And she's grown up going to Grand Lodge. So it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a family experience if you want to make it a family experience. Now, you don't see them as much anymore because she uh, had a gymnastics competition in Dallas. Um, actually, today and, and yesterday. By the way brothers my daughter got second place overall um at the gymnastics competition in dallas awesome that's uh yeah congratulations
0: that's That's awesome yeah definitely
1: yeah that that was that was a a pretty pretty cool thing for her it really was because she's worked real hard and she's only been doing this for a couple of years she's eight years old did you teach her how to do it real hard absolutely (laughs) with my fingers okay with my fingers and shadows (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to to touch back on the uh, on the uh, on the dinner you know I know that that, that experience is, is a little bit much for some people and I get that I, I really do especially when you are toting your whole family in and, and stuff like that it, it becomes a real expense that you know you're doing it without your wife and you know, 100 hundred, hundred and fifty $150 just isn't quite so easy to to cut loose of. But I kind of expect that every year, so it's already budgeted because I already know that I'm going to be spending that money. Um So I encourage anybody that wasn't able to make it that would have liked to have tried to, to go to it to uh, save up throughout the year and just, you know, put a few bucks away a month and, and you got it paid for it. 10 bucks a month and you got to pay for it at the, at the next grand annual communication. Yeah. But I, was I was talking to somebody. Yes. Yes.
3: I mean, it's an experience that you will not get anywhere. I feel else. like you kind of went for bust because uh, you know, it might not have gone as well as we hoped. And so it was kind of like, let's go for it. Let's like, this might be the only one let's have <laughs> dinner. Let's have a great time. But uh, no, now that, I keep, that I'm was, looking forward to it already. Yes, you you need
1: to because that was all planned and it's something that, that I personally and like Jason said, we do this very regularly and it's usually not that big of a crowd though, it's more more intimate. But yeah. um, but every year Justin and I get together with a few brothers and do that and so it's um it's really something to to, to look for. It it really helps you cement the the rest of your Freemasonry together for sure yeah and then one of the things I was talking to some of the brothers that came from South Texas to to Grand Lodge and they went to the dinner and they said the exact same thing as y'all that they never never had any experience like that in their Freemasonry and I told them I said you know it doesn't have to be as expensive as ours but I like that in the Grand Lodge setting because everybody's already in their suits. Everybody's, you know, Grand Lodged up. And, and it really does set a precedent for, for what you're, what you're putting your mind to. You elevate all your senses and then your conversation elevates too. you don't, you you didn't hear one person making any fart jokes or anything like that at this tape. Yeah. You know, everybody had deep conversations. In fact, you can ask, uh, Oscar I mean he was at the table with John Tolbert myself and and Justin and uh yeah it just doesn't get much better than having a table with John Tolbert
0: I felt like we cheated
1: everybody by keeping John Tolbert to ourselves just to be honest Well yeah but <laughs> but they wouldn't get the same experience because he works best in a round table scenario mm. and the only reason I did the big square for everybody else is so you did have that when we started discussing, you we were already looking at each other and, and it's like a shared moment. That little table is is good for for the kind of discussion that we had, but you have to have a facilitator like John at every one of the tables to be able to have that kind of conversation. And so and and though there were a lot, don't get me wrong, because you had John Nagy there, Chris Williams, Bradley Kohanke, mm-hmm. Robert Park. You know, Craig Enderley. I mean you Jason had really you had a Jason <laughs> Reichenberg, he was he was thinking up a spreadsheet while everybody else was talking. But no, it but but that experience can be duplicated locally mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be that expensive. You can have a forty five dollar meal that's damn nice and and uh on a local level and have that same closed-door experience to where you can talk freely and the outside world will never know what you're what you're doing.
5: But I, I, will, well, I will... Well, now with uh with Resolution 9 passing... I'm, I'm sorry, Justin. With Resolution 9 passing, you can have that experience at your lodge in your common room. After the meeting. Yes, you can. After you, the you meeting can, or a special you can, meeting.
1: You can, but I don't recommend it unless you have a really nice caterer come in. Mm-hmm because that's part of it is that it's, it's the ambiance. Yeah. That's part of it. When you walk in, you automatically feel like, wow, this is, this is something special. This wasn't just a thrown together, you know, pancake breakfast or anything. This was a, this is a real deal right here. Yeah. And, and that's, and that immediately sets the tone for the rest of your evening. You really start feeling like a gentleman talking about the problems of the day, trying to find solutions as we should be as, as Mason.
0: I just wanted to say I wanted to go back to the, the to the price. I mean we did tell everybody that it was expensive it was an expensive restaurant. But to that to that point, yeah, you can do it at, at a cheaper location. You definitely can. But I, I also feel there is there is definitely value in, in, in picking the nicest place you can. And that's what I would say. Like some places, the nicest place you can find may be forty five bucks a meal or stuff like that.
1: Not everybody has eight eight waiters and waitresses catering to them, yeah, and your own bartender. But that's I, that's what you get with that kind of money.
0: But I will also say I know that there was some people that, and I am not trying, I am not trying to call anybody out, but I am just, I am just saying that I know that they heard about a dinner, they they became members, and then as soon as they looked at the menu, they're like, oh no, no, never mind, forget it. Um, you get what you pay for. Like, some of them went and had like fish or something. Well, I'm sure you enjoyed You had, I'm sure there was a Masonic conversation, but it was nowhere near the level that was had by the brothers that were willing to to invest in themselves to get it into a nice dinner. And that, well,
1: that's, until, to be fair though, until you experience something like that, it, well, it really is hard to justify.
0: I know. And that's, I was going to, I was going to tack that on. It, but you really have to, yeah. I mean, there there is, there's kind of a high barrier at the entry. But once you have seen it, once you have peeked over the the wall there, uh, and seen what's on the other side, you 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 won't be so hesitant to seek that out. But that's why I said investing in yourself. You have to be willing to invest in yourself. Understand that it is expensive, right? And and understand that. But once you do it, and once you see what that. What, what that brings to your freemasonry to your life uh, it's well
1: worth it well and even then you know you do know what you can do in your local area and 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 have that same experience with with like-minded brothers yeah you know you don't you don't want the the brothers that are going to go in there and, and try to you know monopolize all your time with with what they want to discuss about all the other lodges in the area or whatever. Yeah. You want to, you want to have brothers that are, that are wanting to enjoy each other's company and actually take a little bit of a deep dive into some of the esoteric knowledge that's out there. And, and, uh, and just overall, I mean, a lot of brothers just enjoy those meetings because they get together and talk on a business level and, and learn just, different things about each other and in business and, and uh, I mean, there's so many different benefits that come from something like that. I mean, there really is because you have everybody from the, the guy from the little town of Goliath to freaking senior executives of, of companies of fortune 500 companies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were there. You may not know who they were, but they were there. and, that's uh that's something to be to be considered because you have that wealth of knowledge of brothers that are, you know, because you showed up and you wanted to invest in yourself, they want to invest in you as well. They they're happy to talk about, you know, what they do and and what they believe in and and as well as esoterically. You know, it's it really can't talk about it enough really. I absolutely love it and you know, it's something that like Jason said, we, we get it all the time. And so our cups stay full, mm-hmm. but for you brothers that don't have that, just let me know. I'll come out and, and help facilitate. I'll give a presentation if you need it to kick it off for the first time or, or whatever to, to, and it doesn't have to be called a festive board. Just make it a private dinner. Just invite a few friends and make it a private dinner and let's, let's uh do masonry. I mean, yeah. it's,
3: you know, I will say, not only did it impress upon the participants of the dinner, but when, you know, we rented a wonderful space, which hats off, Dennis, the wonderful space to have that in it. The square table was a fantastic idea. The whole thing was just really tough, and I enjoyed it. But that room is rented out right, right? I mean, that's what it's for. Yeah. But when the wait staff comes up to you and says, y'all were fantastic, you know, like, we impressed upon them. I think that's something to be noted. when they come up and they say everyone was so nice. Everyone was so fantastic. You know, no one asked the specific questions of now. Now, what is this thing about? But they were like, you know, wow, you guys were really, uh," you know, they they actually uh, the bartender asked me, how often do you do this? And I said, this is my first time. He goes, wow, I thought this was a weekly thing. (laughs) I mean, that that's how it felt to them. And I was like, "Wow, OK, I guess that means it's a
1: success. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's and that's that's one of the things that people don't realize that the world is watching us and we don't even know it. We we want to do all this kind of marketing out there to try to get people to notice us, But you get forty five brothers and and we were right at that. We were at one, two, three, forty four. We were at forty four brothers walking in with purpose, with uh, being distinguished, walking in with purpose. And everybody in that restaurant, I guarantee you, noticed all the brothers going back to that room to have this dinner. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we shut it down. Usually we we, uh, we get out just before the restaurant shuts down. But uh, the same thing as you're leaving. You have all these people that are there at that restaurant that notice what's going on and you know it's uh you want people to notice you you got to do things that are going to get you noticed
0: yeah and when you got when you got 45 men that are dressed nicely some of them in tuxes um all coming and going from the same place uh that 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 raises some eyebrows like who are these guys why are they dressed because sharp dressed men get attention right so who are these guys, and what are they What are they doing? It's like they're doing something important. It was right. something important.
1: Well, and, and if, if you're in a facility like that, with that people dine there, um, then those are really, I'm not trying to sound like a snob or anything, but those are the guys that can afford Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if you're walking through and they're taking notice, and they happen to ask the waiter, well, man, what was that group? And they say, well, those guys were masons. They all came in here as a group. And, uh, you know, that makes that's that's better advertising than any fish fries going to be. I'm sorry. And you know I'm not trying to, to talk trash about fish fries because I want this to be a positive year. Mm-hmm. But it really, really does.
3: Um, well, the fish fries are going to be it. very positive this year. I mean, it's BYOB now for fish fries. So, I mean, it's, it's not going to be—it's not going to be anything. Yeah. But let, I have never looked forward to a fish fry so much in my life as uh, as this. Well, year. you
0: bring up something interesting because usually you get very low attendance for like volunteers, but now you can say, "Hey, we're going to have—you can sit around and at least have a beer with us while we're doing this." You might get more people. I'm not encouraging that kind of like for every lodge or anything, but. That is. Something oh, that's that a say. very
3: good point. Look, look, alcohol is a social lubricant. It's not necessary. It's yes. not something that right. is a necessity. It'd be like saying, oh, well, we have to drink coffee when we get to the lodge. We no, do. we don't. We
2: do. And for the
3: very same reason that people were against Proposition 9, because drinking of intoxicating of liquors. You know what? There's lots of religious or just personal objections to drinking caffeine. So coffee could it in, in and of itself be considered just as much of a tablet subject, mm-hmm. but it's more socially acceptable. And I think that now we're going to really see a huge change in the culture of just just allowing people to be together, that that sense of togetherness and community.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, when we look at uh, what the lodges can become within their communities the, the revenue streams that's opened up from letting them become community centers to rent out for anniversary parties, birthday parties, quinceaneras and, and, and the like that opens up options for them, as well as dinners for their local chamber of commerce or or any number of other things or, or like, you know, uh, brother Jones was talking about, you know, on a, on a, on a random Friday, when three four people want to get together and nobody's wives want to have to clean the house, you just call each other up and say, Hey, look, Let's go sit up at a lodge and uh, watch a movie or play some dominoes mm-hmm. or, or nothing. Let's just get together and round table one of the degrees together. Let's round table the obligation together while we're sitting here enjoying each other's company. What's in the glass does not in any way impart what's inside of that lodge. I've been to lodge meetings without it that I've enjoyed, and I know that I'm going to be at lodge meetings with it yeah. that i'll enjoy
0: but this also but it's really this also really drives home the importance of like if we want to make the lodges more of a social hub then we need to be sure it's nice and a nice enough place for it to be a social hub right if you want it to be something like if you want to get yeah. the community in there more or if you just as your brothers want to get in that lodge more but it stinks when you come in you got 1960s <laughs> linoleum floor that's old and cracked and those um those I don't even know what they're called, but like the like the old, the old wood panels that people used to just put on the wall just to just to cover <laughs> it that are like fifty years old and got cracks and stuff in them too. That's yeah.
1: supposed to represent the cedars of Lebanon fall. <laughs> I think some That's them, why they. I think some of them are old enough to have been the original cedars of Lebanon. But
0: right. <laughs> but I mean, if nothing else, paint them, make them, make them, make them refresh.
3: Time to refresh and, and clean up everything. But, uh, I think you're going to really see lodges that are right there on that bulb. Yeah. The lodges that really want to break through that glass ceiling and excel. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this, that, that proposition nine or, 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 or 12 or, or, any of the resolution, I shouldn't say proposition, resolution 12, resolution nine. I don't think those are going to be the, the defining factors of whether or not a logic succeeds, mm-hmm. but I do think it will be the catalysts. As to whether or not that lodge that was right on the bubble that was going to fail fails, mm-hmm. or the lodges that are right on that bubble that are ready to just burst into the stratosphere don't just soar. Yeah, I think you're going to see a huge change in culture
4: mm-hmm.
3: because they left this up to lodges. I think there are going to be lodges that say, you know what, this isn't for us. This isn't my Freemasonry. God bless you. I I, I love it. I think that's perfectly within your right to say it's not your lodge. Mm-hmm just like when i go to interview at a lodge before i join i want to be like hey these guys are like me or i don't i don't fit as well with this lodge mm-hmm. i think you're going to really see lodges especially in big areas like dallas let's say 50-50 it was a 2 to 1 vote on uh, proposition <laughs> 9 so 50-50 i think you're going to have uh, 50% of lodges get on board with this i think you're going to have 50% of lodges not I'd be really interested to see what the statistics are in a year as to how that breaks down, as to which lodges are growing and which ones aren't. Yeah.
1: I wonder how many lodges are going to be smart enough to also change their rules and regulations uh, to the uh, the time to- set the times differently. Um, and actually, and I think that would not be rules and regs. That would actually have to go into bylaws. I think. But what do you mean? the the date and time. That's a bylaws change, not a not a. Great. Yeah, uh, but, but why
0: do you say that? Like, why would they want to change? Because,
1: it? because you can't drink before. So what if 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 lodges that want to enjoy that atmosphere, um, want to be more like the lodges in England, they'll go in, have their Freemasonry first, and have dinner afterwards, to where they can enjoy a drink and make and do the toasts that are supposed to go along with the, uh, with the dinner after the lodge meeting. I love those that. Are, those man. are supposed to happen. Those are supposed to that. happen. So, that's what so I thought
5: about a... when it came, when it passed. That's what I that's exactly what I thought about was that they would I wonder if lodges that do allow that now would change it like basically swap it whereas the meeting's first then the dinner.
6: So someone, I think
5: that's I think that's fantastic.
0: If someone has access My, to like a like a script for those toasts I don't know if anyone does but if you do I have them. will you share them i can get one yeah. i can
5: get one uh this week for you
0: post them to the inner I, circle if i you already want. have them okay okay yeah because yeah if you'll send them to me i want to post it to the inner circle like to the group just if you want to do that because i think that's that's fantastic yeah,
1: then you can offer it to your lodge and say look you know this is why it's good because you're doing all these things and you're thinking about all your brothers around the world while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And it really just drives home the brotherhood when you do that. And it's not just about the drink. If you don't drink, have a nice tea. Yeah. You know, who cares? There's been many times that I just drink tea when I go out and do those things because I, I don't want to, uh, drive all the way home after having a few sips of, of my scotch. Yeah. But, but there's no reason that, that everyone else should suffer because a, a couple people don't want to do it. So make sure that there's plenty of tea out there too. That really will Whoa. help build the culture in your lodge. Like it sounds like a small
0: thing, but man, that really brings. Like I, Dennis and I both, and several of y'all here, we've been the festive boards. We had a we had a uh, like a festive board at the uh, at the summit, and it doesn't take away from the meal, right? It doesn't distract from the meal or anything. <laughs> But man, it's so, it's so, yeah, I didn't even think of that. We, please share that script. I want to, I wanted to see if we can incorporate that somewhere. Well,
5: my lodge already has the, the meal after our meeting. Nice. So see, I don't think that's, it'll, it'll have. just
1: already set. Mm-hmm. all you'll have to do is talk them into the, 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 the drink so that you can toast. What, right. What also
0: is nice about having a meal after the
1: meeting is no one wants to sit around
0: and, and chew the fat and lodge at that point. Like, hey, here's our agenda. Let's take care of business. Let's not hee-haw around. Let's be sure the committees have their stuff in order because if you are if you haven't had dinner yet and yeah, they're trying to drag it on to a two-hour meeting, that's not going to fly, man.
3: Let, let's be honest. 90% of lodge can be handled over dinner. I mean, let, let's be honest. <clears throat> for, for those that are not members of lodge, you know, ninety percent of what goes on in that room, in, in that lodge room during lodge, is in and of itself dinner talk.
1: Well, right? yeah, just so imagine all other. the,
3: just imagine all the table lodges that
1: may come about, new lodges that are chartered to be a table lodge, or Absolutely. you could have it, have a dying lodge that says, you know what, since we only have eight members, let's just make this a bad mother,
4: <laughs> and
1: and, uh, and have a nice. Table lodge to where you could really do it up. I like that, man. Yeah, this is this is like a
0: this is like a new age. I feel like for for Texas Freemasonry, like the the it's just there's so many positive things that came out of this weekend, and that's why I really want to focus on a positive 2024. Because we, if 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 your lodge does not it, succeed in 2024, it's grand, your fault. It's always your fault, but you definitely have no one to yeah, blame no, this this, point.
3: this is this is your fault
0: yeah
3: like there's no there's no reason why you can't get new members become excited reinvigorated become an, a a staple within your community that you can't get the, the old brothers working with the new brothers and vice versa there is no reason why your lodge cannot grow this year unless you just downright don't
0: mm-hmm. exactly
3: I will say one thing you know i i wasn't there i I had to have lunch so i I, by the time i got down there they'd already voted on Mm Nine. but out of curiosity so as it was finally amended it said that you couldn't drink within four hours of the start of launch right
0: well that was already in the original resolution
3: yeah you can't do it before so for those lodges that don't want to go through the long lengthy process of amending their bylaws couldn't they just open lodge Go to refreshment, then go
1: have dinner. You could. In fact, what's really cool is uh, that at Nat Washer Lodge, that's how they do their presentation. So they open lodge and do their do business real quick, do old business real quick, and then as soon as new business kicks off, they re- they go to refreshment, go downstairs, and and they don't eat dinner. They usually eat dinner first. Before, but they do go down to listen to the presentation in their dining room, and hmm. and enjoy a beverage—not alcoholic at this time—but enjoy a beverage down in the dining room while some while some, the pres presenter gives his presentation. So,
3: I bet they probably get a lot more uh, engagement that way.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, and they already go out front and sit and smoke cigars out on the front porch. So now you guarantee that they're going to sit out there and, and enjoy each other's time and, and sipping and, and smoking at the same time. But I'll, I'll
0: say this. This is kind of new territory for Texas, right? And there are a lot of people watching very carefully. Specifically, a lot of people that are going to look for any evidence they can have to bring this back next year and try to shoot holes yeah. in it. So I would say, don't call the They can't bring it back. Well, as soon as they can. We'll put it that way. As soon as they're able to. Right. So I would I would I would I would suggest against going to refreshment and doing it like like it's being suggested for, for at least a year. Like hey, let's let's not let's not push any boundaries. Let's let's play within maybe, the spirit of or the law. Maybe
3: two years and get a grandmaster's decision. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just
3: I feel like the lodges that are gonna turn into frat houses, Okay, we're a fraternity, but the lodges that are gonna turn into a fraternity.
0: Yeah, well,
3: that's going to become apparent whether or not they drink before, after. I mean, I think the majority of people are going to be responsible, and I think that's why you saw a two to one majority vote for the decision. Most people realize we're adults,
0: and granted, there was nothing stopping somebody before this resolution from having a few beers at home, showing up ten minutes before lodge and sitting in lodge. Right? There was nothing stopping that from happening. But let's let's appreciate the spirit of the resolution as it was worded there's a reason that it said no drinking at lodge for four hours prior to the meeting because they because the, the spirit is you shouldn't be you shouldn't be intoxicated during the meeting right that's that's i think we can all probably agree that's probably why that was in there let's let's play by let's let's not push that boundary right let's be smart about it for at least till we at least till people understand until they see that Freemasonry in Texas is not going to implode due to the fact that we allow alcohol in lodges now.
1: You're going to hell.
0: <laughs> Jacob Atcher <laughs> says, Can you go into detail about the differences of table lodges? Dennis, would you like to take that?
1: Um Well, it's it's basically table lodges, they they set up and you have the positions of the lodge in the in the setup of the of the table and you basically just do the same thing, except you, uh, you have it before or after dinner and then, you or during and enjoy yourself while you're eating dinner. I mean, it, the table lodges were originally above the, the pubs and what they would do is they had a table when, when they were wanting to discuss the degrees or whatever, they would move the table out of the way and they would use chalk to draw out the uh trestle board on the floor and then once they finished they were able to the steward would actually take a mop and uh and mop it up so that it wouldn't be recognizable by anybody else when they came up that's why they used the chalk and then they you know did their thing Mm -hmm. but that it's well, it's interesting. About there's probably there's probably better examples than what I just gave you, but that's the basics. It's it's not real complicated at all. What I liked
0: about that, Dennis, though, is that often in it was a custom in a lot of lodges that did that, where they would actually draw the trestle board. If they held a degree, yeah. say like an E.A. degree, the candidate would be responsible for erasing it, as kind of right. symbolic for,
1: you know, your are you responsible right. for guarding the secrets. So. Uh, yeah, that's and it's cool. kind of interesting if you, if you look at how it's supposed to be drawn out. The uh, pillars are right behind the the uh, senior warden. They're not off to the side like it like it is with the lodge. Mm-hmm. The reason it's like that in in the lodge is because the the lot the particulars of the door being right behind the senior warden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's, it's interesting. It's a little different setup. It's yeah. pretty cool. Well, it's
0: almost ten forty-five on Sunday night, and it's been a heck of uh, a weekend, man. So, yeah, some <laughs> of us have work in the morning. It was um, definitely a weekend. It was definitely a weekend. It was a good weekend. Well, so,
5: with the ice and stuff, are you? Is there school? Do the what?
4: There's, about there's to no say, ice?
5: With the, wind and the snow and stuff. I mean, the ice. We we
0: have no, ice. There's school. Yeah, as, far as at the moment, there's still school. It's not icing or anything here yet.
5: Well, I know in my area they already got they got some schools pushed back, so I know what Katine's talking about. So yeah, apparently there's already
0: but, snowing.
5: Apparently ice is sticking to the road, wow. which is not she good for me open. because I work for TechDOT.
0: So well, I'm uh I'm open yeah. to I'm open to more days off, but it's nothing nothing. Unless I missed an email, we don't have anything yet. But my district and law school districts are kind of like. Last minute, like they want to be absolutely.
3: Kadeem, sure. don't get me excited thinking I'm going to get to sleep in. I have to take all those kids to school tomorrow. I was going to say you work from home <laughs> right. anyway.
0: You don't, you don't get snow days. <laughs> yeah,
3: but it's a long way to walk, like six feet over there to my other computer. Like, mm. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's awesome.
3: Um yeah, yeah, I'm still
1: at the hotel, so I I might wake up and do a jacuzzi bath or something before I. Are you still in Waco? Go eat. Before I eat breakfast, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because tomorrow I've got the presentation for Salado Lodge. I didn't want to drive all the way home and then all the way back. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna give the presentation at Salado tomorrow night, and and uh, Tim's gonna take me into his home, and and we're gonna sit and drink scotch, and well, he'll smoke cigars. My chest is a little bit rough from uh, Grand Lodge, but he. Uh, we're going to sip scotch and talk masonry, and and then uh, I'll get up when I feel like it on Tuesday. He kicks me out. And before we, head before to the we house. wrap
0: up, and I know you hate it when I do this, Dennis, but before we wrap up, I just want to applaud the bravery it took to stand up Friday and make that motion to go ahead and do Resolution 10. Like that, that that took that was very bold, very brave of you, and Texas Freemasonry is better because of the, what you did up there. So thank you so much. Thank you I so much. I wanted long. to
1: actually
4: set up for the fight. Thank you so much. It was it was great.
1: Yes. It was, well, it was a it was a team effort, and and I'm proud that that we were able to, to follow through and and. And really do some good because what now you it's did is y'all. not
3: a benefit for for us it's not a benefit for our generation it is a benefit for our children's generation yeah it really is yeah a hundred a hundred percent I thought about it, that on the way home and got downright emotional about it that what 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 happened at Grand Lodge this weekend we shall not re- reap the benefits of our children won't. yeah
1: right so now, with with that being said, we need to be the stewards and and the good stewards and make good on on what we accomplished, and make sure that that no one can say that this is why we didn't want to do it. Yeah, you know, we got to make sure and and uh, and show why it was the right thing to do. Yeah, and this but was it's never it's never the wrong thing giving everybody their vote, right? Yeah. So that that was my goal was to make sure that we had a fair election and that everybody got their vote. Mm-hmm. That that was it. So that's never wrong. but but what we but what all y'all did with your votes. You know the the craft is better because of what y'all did with your votes. You didn't you didn't waste the opportunity that was given. And mm-hmm. and the craft made a decision that that uh that won't won't go unnoticed for a long time and we had eyes around the world in fact um i was on a zoom call with uh some grandmasters from new york earlier and uh you know we got eyes around the world that are watching us and and they're looking at at uh reforming their their areas too so did you you see the announcement about the trustee meetings dennis yes yeah that's another badass thing that has happened already Mm -hmm. with these trustees everything is online the web the, the grand lodge website is completely updated already mm-hmm. after 24 hours including all the the web uh, all the trustee meetings and stuff like that so all the new officers are up all are the new trustees are the are the wait. meeting's going to be online are they going to be broadcast no no okay no, okay man. okay right. but they are no okay. but they gave but they gave everybody the dates and stuff yeah. i mean they could they have the capabilities already to, to wow. do the Zoom calls in the meetings. But they're open all master Masons now, right? They are. Yes. Yeah, yes. They are. They're that that great is great. absolutely great. amazing.
0: Transparency. Yeah. What we've been. Absolute transparency. We've been heard. Is that been. is
3: exactly how you heal what happened mm-hmm. last year. Absolutely. You don't continue because I, I heard that defense when I was in Waco. It was like, oh well, next year it going to be. There's going to be more charges. It'll just go the other direction. And I thought, oh God, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope it's not a tit for tat year. And when that happened today, I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. Because they're absolutely right. There is no backdoor deals. There is no behind the curtain. Finally, Texas Freemasonry is being handed back to the Grand West, to each individual Master Mason, not just Grand West Master Mason, but to every Master Mason to be like, hey, you, you live close to Waco? Here's the date and time. Come down and see how we act in your best interest. That
1: was
3: the message that I
0: got today. Yeah, I love it. Does anyone have any final go thoughts on. that they'd like to share?
1: Yeah, go ahead and do y'all's final thoughts. I'll wrap it up.
0: I'll go ahead and just say something that was, that was hit on really early <laughs> on. All really sudden, young. crickets, come on, guys. Something that was hit really early on is we de- we definitely need to stop focusing on age. And that was definitely and, – and I'm as guilty, Dennis is just as guilty – I mean, he calls me a millennial all the time. Hurts my feelings. Makes me cry. But um, we, <laughs> but we'll just stop acting like. <laughs> see what I'm saying? But we need to. We need to stop because you're right. You could. And I, I was just guilty. I looked around Gradlodge when I sat down, and I was like, "Man, there's people are showing up in force, and there's a lot of gray hair." And I didn't know how they were going to vote, right? Um, and they, it, was, it was definitely proven. And and not these these resolutions that are voted on. It wasn't just like these weren't close. these were landslide. every vote was landslide. um even most of the elections were 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 pretty significant. And so don't assume just because someone has gray hair on their head that they're not of the same mindset as you. Um, and, and I think we all knew this, but I think I think we were we were I don't know. But we need to be sure moving forward that we understand that they, they are all brothers and they all deserve the same respect regardless of their age. Like They they bring as much to the table as we do and we should not assume. Now, they may have a different approach and that was one of the big things that I learned is especially if you look at Resolution 9. It did not pass when it was brought to, brought up three years ago and it passed because... We educated, not we, but the brothers that that brought up the resolution, educated us before we voted. They explained how there was no liability. They they addressed all the concerns and, with professional. With professional, and so I think that's the difference. Like, and I think maybe that maybe that is the difference. Like, just because they don't agree with you right now doesn't mean that that they won't if you don't actually. Just present your case in a, in, a, in an educated and reasonable way, right? And so, just don't 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 dismiss anybody because of their age. And don't assume because someone's a boomer or a, you know even one of those Xers, don't assume that just because that's what they are that they're that they're going to disagree with you. I mean, Dennis is older than I am, much 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 older than I am. Yeah. And yeah but we, he doesn't <laughs> act like it no, <laughs> and, and we all we all um we we agree on pretty much everything uh, we have some members that are regulars in the chat inner circles they're also um different generation but we all have the same mentality and so we need to look at what unites us and what we have in common instead of what makes us different and i think i think that's probably one of the biggest I think as Texas Mason's, we are really good. We may not historically have been really good, but we are we are light years better than we used to be. We don't look at race. We don't look at at, at the person's faith. But I think we still look at their age. And I think that's what we need to overcome next. Let's let's look at what brings us together, what we have that unites us and stop focusing so much on what makes us different. That's my that's my final thoughts
3: the Emmy for Longest Final Thoughts goes oh, to. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> There's still... <laughs> oh, I hadn't
0: started yet. <laughs> Does anyone else have anything else they'd like to add?
1: There's a reason I go live.
0: Go ahead then, Dennis.
1: Let's hear it. All right. So, as Justin said, I'll, I'll mirror that. Um, This was a monumental grand session. It was. There's there's no getting around it. Everybody knows it. The world knows it. There will probably be books written about it because it was such a such a mind blowing experience for so many people. The but the thing I would like to say is not that it wasn't warranted, but as we're going forward as gentlemen trying to find the solutions of the day, as gentlemen, we need to pray for for people like Bart, right, Worshipful Henderson. You know, he he had a hard lesson learned in a really real way. And talk about hurt. Mm -hmm. I know it hurt him. It broke my heart when it happened, but I knew it had to be done. But it broke my heart. So keep them in your prayers. Yeah. Keep his family in your prayers. And keep the fraternity in your prayers, because we need it. Because now we're, we've been given all this opportunity. That's the biggest thing that was given to our Grand Lodge, our grand jurisdiction this year, is opportunity. And what is that? That's hope. You know, we, with the, all the resolutions that were passed, it brought a new hope to Texas Freemasonry, and not to be crazy, not to do, you know, stupid things. It, it was obvious that it's not just about membership, that it's about the fellowship, it's about the brotherhood, it's about the the experience. You know, everything that was done this year was all about experience. Very little of it was actual administrative stuff. It was all about the experience for the craft. So with that being said, we need to be the stewards for, for, our, for our lodges. Mm-hmm. We need to be the, the inspiration for our officers of our lodges. They're the ones that are going to have to explore things. They're, they're the ones that are going to have to figure this out. And we have to stand behind them as past masters. We need to stand behind them and lift them up and just cheer them on and say, look, man, we trust you. We taught you well. Be the mentor that you should be so that when it's their turn, they can take the reins and trust them with those reins. You have to trust them with those reins. That's one of the things that that I was talking to some brothers about um, right after all this happened. Um, I was talking to some brothers about this, and the most important thing is that we didn't do this just to be like the people that we took out of office. Mm-hmm. It's not for us to gloat. It's not for us to to be the, the grandmaster makers. It's for us to be better men than we were yesterday and, and live in a better society of Freemasons than we did yesterday. And we have to remember that. We have to be humble. We have to cherish that brotherly love that binds us. Because we've, we lost that last year. Yeah. There was so much division that we lost our brotherly love and nobody knew who to trust. I agree. So I think we need to focus on, on those sobering thoughts as we close this one out tonight. And uh, I'm so grateful that, that you brothers chose Tommy F. Chapman, most worshipful Tommy F. Chapman, as our grandmaster for the most worshipful Grand Lodge of Texas. I truly am. Right. And if, if you want to know what kind of man he is after the crowd left last night, I walked up to him and I said, Tommy, even my wife's happy that you made it. I told him, I I said, you know, and he said, I remember when we met. And and I told him, I said, you know, my family loves you. And he immediately said, well, I love you right back and gave me a hug. That's the kind of grandmaster that we just elected. And when's the last time you saw that or even heard of that?
3: Two years ago, a couple of years ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> well, but that, I, I understand what you mean, though. Tommy's got a different
1: dynamic. Yeah, yeah,
3: I agree. I didn't. I I you don't know it Tom it with Tommy. Tommy. With, I don't know Tommy Chapman, just, but the way he says it, you feel it. Yeah. When yeah. he walked out there and told the rest of those district deputies, "If you're willing to serve, I want you to serve with me." Right. That moment, I felt the Band-Aid go on, not get ripped yeah. off, go on. Right. Yeah. And I yeah. thought, wow, that's touching. Then he goes, and the same stands for every committee member as well. That is saying, I am here to bring us together. I'm not here to drive us apart. And in that moment, I thought, wow,
1: this is going to be a great year. Yes, right. And and that's really him. He is that humble and, and that kind and, and caring about our fraternity. Now, don't get me wrong. He's he's an old police officer, so you know he he believes in being just. But he's a God-fearing man first. I didn't realize he used to be in law enforcement. Yeah, he carries a gun with him everywhere. His wife carries the dog. He he carries the gun. Hmm. But but that's the kind of grandmaster we have this year, brothers. It's a it's a new era, a new day. But it's one that that we can embrace each other as brothers in fellowship, brotherly love. We can actually use the trowel and spread the cement that we should have been doing all along. And it's not just about creating excitement about our fraternity this year. But it's creating an embrace this year on the points of fellowship. And you know what those are. That's what this year is about. And that's why he had that symbol up there immediately, which is his old symbol. That's why he had that logo up there to remind people what he stands for. Freemasonry mm-hmm. is the heart of Texas. And the five points of fellowship mean something. Yes. agreed. agree. And they, they definitely mean something to him. So, anyways, brothers, I, I love you. I truly do. I I'm grateful for all of our listeners. I'm grateful for the for the uh, Grand West not leaving me hanging when I went up there, because it could have been a an easy, it could have been an easy martyr's death right there, and that would have ended it all right then. Yes, it could have. So I'm grateful that that you did that. I also want to say I doubt very seriously if uh, if this unity concept will include accepting charges on anyone, and I can say that. I think that that would apply with me as well. I think I would be okay as well. So I think it'll go both ways. If 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 it does, I am happy. With that. Because it's what we do going forward with what we were given yesterday. Yes. So anyways, I've uh I've taken back my reign of longest <laughs> of the longest yeah yeah. I'm sorry I gotta
3: take back the Emmy Justin yeah it goes to <laughs> yeah, Dennis, goes to Dennis.
1: Yeah, let's all raise the toast to the longest remarks and brotherly love brotherly Jason, love why don't, you, why don't you say the say the Tyler's Toast why don't you lead us in the Tyler's Toast because I don't know it are you there yeah are you there he has it by memory. I don't know why he's...
6: Me? Oh, I'm sorry. Were you talking to me? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> right. I said Jason, not just. Oh, okay. I, that's what I caused you to all, that's
1: right. right. that's okay. all right, all right.
6: I'll do it. All right. Brethren of the mystic tie, the night is waning fast. The work is over. The feast is done. This toast shall be our last. So with this final toast, your glasses freely drain. Happy to meet. Sorry to part. Sorry to part.
1: Happy, Happy. to meet you.
0: It's to eleven o'clock. here.
1: here. <laughs> by the way, I, I uh spent so much time in Grand Lodge this weekend. I didn't uh I didn't sell hardly any flasks. So if any of y'all want a uh, a uh, whiskey flask, they're no longer coffee flasks. They've been upgraded <laughs> to whiskey and scotch and tequila flasks. If y'all want to purchase one, just uh, hit me <laughs> up. I've got the Grand Lodge of the Republic of Texas flask and the uh, Grand Lodge of 2022 flask. Tequila and a flask does not sound very appealing to me. But...
3: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That one sounds a little painful.
1: <laughs> I, I just had to, uh, I need to I wouldn't do wrong. I was going to say I needed
4: to trade in my coffee one for a whiskey one. Yeah, learned, hey, yeah Trenton learned the hard way that it don't do yes.
0: coffee
1: very well. So... <laughs> I also he did Anyways, that. love you, brothers. Keep it between the points.